0: hello hello greetings everyone thank you for joining us today on the first episode of finding rhythm podcast my name is tj jacobs and i cannot be any more excited than to bring you so many special guests this season you have so many wonderful things that are coming up and it's going to be a ride so i hope that you're ready i hope that you're fastened in i hope that you're staying tuned in because it's going to be a great season so let's talk a little bit about the podcast. So. Rhythm is everywhere we go. It's everything that we see. It's everything that we hear. It's everything that we feel. So for me, I am always a student first. I always love learning something new. So with all the guests that are going to come on, the authors, the motivational speakers, the athletes, the musicians, the dancers, choreographers, everyone has a piece of their own story that they are going to bring. They will share ways that they found their own rhythm and how they still to this day continue to redefine and explore their own rhythm on today's episode we have Cheryl Hatwood Cheryl Hatwood is the owner and president of Inless Voice Productions LLC a company which delivers innovative and creative playwrights as well as inspiring events she is an accomplished pianist singer and songwriter Cheryl continues to impress her audiences by transforming collaborative art forms into expressive theatrical productions and engaging events. This interview with Cheryl was so powerful because not only is it Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but Cheryl is a domestic violence advocate, and she explains her story, and she also gives us very important details about how to spot domestic violence in the household, but then to also, how can you turn your story into a movement and affect audiences nationwide? Let's dive in. All right. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Finding Rhythm Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. She is the epitome of a storyteller, and I'm so excited to have her share her story and her platform. Her name is Cheryl Hatwood. Cheryl, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing better than good. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: I like that. And with such a strong and um, powerful introduction that we just gave, can you tell us a little bit about you? Give us a background about who you are.
1: I, I am just... I am a director, entrepreneur, uh, speaker, songwriter, lyricist. Um, I wear many hats. I own... Uh, uh, entrepreneur, as I said, because I own a few businesses. I, I have the Endless Voice uh, Productions, which is a theater and production and event company. And my events that I put on are always to inspire or to make people question their default position. They're always a call to action. Um, And I think it's important that, uh, I don't want people to take my stuff as entertainment, but more as an experience. Um, I'm the creator also of a Woman's Worth Awards, which is an award that recognizes women who have overcome um, challenges and reaching back to help somebody else. And I recently, my newest venture, the Biz Circle, which serves as a business resource hub for business owners and entrepreneurs to have an area, a community of like-minded people, other business owners, where they can exchange business ideas, information, and you know, increase their human capital to build business capital. I'm a mother, a wife, a sister, a friend, a mentor. Um, I, a child of God. I am humbled because my life is not how it should be, based on my experience. So I'm a forever grateful person. I, I am educated in. Uh, I have a Bachelor of Science in uh, Legal Studies and Master's in Public Administration and I, I say I have a doctorate in life experiences um, because I think it's my life experiences that I really learned from um, and the theoretical knowledge just enhanced what I've already been through. Um, and that's it, I, I keyboardist songwriters, poems. I, I wear many hats but creativity has always been in my DNA, so mm. I'm glad that I gravitated back to my passion instead of chasing the dollar bills.
0: Ah, <laughs> I, absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit more about what ignited that passion for you to be a storyteller?
1: Well, I have. I, I I've been through some experiences in life. I've overcome. Uh, many different kinds of abuses, uh, child molestation, domestic abuse, drug and um, alcohol abuse, and a failed suicide attempt. I was, um, I've gone through many things in life where I should not have made it. Um, and I've walked around for many years with the feeling shame and embarrassed because of my past. But I've come to a realization that I didn't really go through that for anything and if if I can't help somebody then my story is in vain. So with that I created um, I decided some people th- think it was foolish, but I decided to write about my life story in a play so people would understand who I was and why I write the way I write um, And I found out it was, it did so much more than I anticipated. It opened up doors of opportunity. It helped um, people came and started confiding in me about the experiences they've had, men and women. Um, and I, I, I realized that I had a, a bigger footprint than I realized. So I didn't just move and go on to the next thing. I, I sat in it and I just, you know, I prayed about it and I said, what, what can I do to continue this message? And the doors opened for me and it was, i I won't say it was easy, but it, it was it was seamless so I've been presented with um many opportunities to speak to women um survivors women of of, of that's gone through different adversity um and, and I've had the i have the honor of being interviewed by different media platforms so i i just use my voice wherever I can to encourage and to build
0: Wow, and can can you tell us a little bit more about that moment that you really felt led to sit down and just jot and just start writing or maybe typing. What was that moment like for you where you just knew that you had to just share this story and you had to really reach an audience?
1: Okay, so I'll I'll tell you, I, I started off not with the idea that I'm going to do this for that greater purpose. I started off only with a limited mindset that, okay, I'm going to just write because this is for them to get to know who I was and then I'm going to move on to this, 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 and this, and this but I didn't imagine that I would have to continue telling my story until, I think the moment came after the first um, presentation of the play um, and it was almost sold out. And I was like, um, and the first show was semi-fold and then the f- second one was sold, almost sold out. And I said to myself, I, ca- I, can't, I can't just pivot and do something else. There's something here I'm supposed to do. And I sat in that and I didn't move. And then I got calls from here, I got calls from there, and I just moved in the calling. And I didn't, I didn't want to rush to the next thing to fulfill my agenda because I believe that when I'm called to something, God will tell me when the next move is and I just stay aware. And I just I just sat there um, and I and I moved as re- revealed to me. So if you, if you want to say a moment, I think the moment was not where I thought it would be at the beginning when I started writing the story because I, I wrote it with the, not the intention of people getting to, um, to understand what I've been through. It was for them to get to know me. But it turned out to be an area where I can um, decrease the shame and the embarrassment around all the experiences that I've been through and only to find out that people other people have gone through it. Not that I thought I was siloed, but it was just reassuring to understand that I can help so much people. So I'm here to just help and encourage other people to do the same thing.
0: Can you now describe the moment where you actually realized that this was exactly what you were destined to do?
1: <laughs> the exact moment. Oh my gosh. There's there. I think as soon as I had, I created the Women's worth awards um, and the revelation came to me in a matter of 15 minutes and the first show was sold out um i we had a nomination process i just thought there there has to be a way for women to know that they're not standing alone and that they we can overcome cuz i I'm, I'm one that does not believe in staying in the problem but to find a solution and to encourage and and and, and inspire others to do more so i can't you're, you're, if you if you're looking for a specific moment, I can't give you the the moment, but I can say that there's many experiences along the way that confirm that I was walking in my destiny.
0: Mm, yeah. No. I mean, that that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and could you tell us a little bit more about the award show that you um, that you developed?
1: Oh, the and, award show.
0: Because what I hear is that you found that there was something that wasn't serving your community. And right. so you realize that as an entrepreneur, right, you realize that you were going to step up and, and, and fill the void. So what was that moment for you? And, and then how did that um, transpire?
1: The moment I, I have a great support system. I have a great husband that encouraged me um, because as I was writing my story. I, also, I, I stopped for about three months because I was afraid for people to see me completely. Um, um, so I had to take self out of the equation and realize there was a greater purpose. So when I did the Women's Worth Awards, I wanted to really have women understand that they stand together in in the same purpose, and that's to help. Um, and it's not only women that have been through domestic abuse. I, I give awards to women that has been in prison before, um, people that help the homeless. So it's in different industries, but I'm a firm believer that that when, if you're pulled out of a situation, you have an obligation to help somebody else. Mm. Um, it's not just about what you can do, uh, you know, just about self, and you have the obligation to help someone else. So when I did the awards, I was so shocked at how emotional I was, how it came together, the reception that I, I got, and um, I, it confirmed to me that at this very moment, I'm using my platform, to edify and build up um, and to encourage and inspire others. And I I, and, I, and, I, and I loved doing that. It wasn't about me. It was about who can I help next.
0: Wow. Wow. Service, service. Yeah, <laughs> service.
1: That's exactly it.
0: <laughs> How is quarantine life going for you?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's a really good question because I, I think it became introspective for me. Um, I had all these ideas. Twenty twenty was going to be boom, 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 wow, right? <laughs> Nothing like it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a moment to look in yourself and see what you're doing and if you you were aligned with me, your purpose, right? Because and I'm a firm believer of always taking self evaluation. I I do, I I I always ask myself the right questions. So in this time, you ask, um, you just asked about the Women's Worth Awards. Um, I asked myself during COVID. Um am I doing this for the applause or for my purpose? Wow. And and that's where I came. And I was, and it was, and I was so glad that I asked myself those questions because um, I, I, I'm very honest with myself. And if I need to shift and do something different, I have no problem doing it. And I realized that I I am really tied to the cause. I'm really tied to helping people. And it's not about the applause, because I've always said, if only one or two people show up, I, uh, that's that's my circle of influence. Absolutely. Uh, oh. I was blessed with having more than that. It was sold out for the very first show. So that was my circle of influence. But I really, it was, uh, the, the quarantine has been very introspective for me. And I, it's allowed me to look at me, um, look at my why, um, and and just to make sure that I remain um, pride and selfless, and that my my mission is still tied to my purpose.
0: Mm. So, another question: With the rise in domestic abuse in household due to the pandemic and a lot of families being home, what are some suggestions that you may have for women or men experiencing domestic abuse?
1: That's an excellent and relevant question today. Um, the uh, this this self uh, this 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 shelter in place has created a lot of challenges for um, victims, um, and I think that my message to domestic violence victims would be to be creative with how you how you want to find um, refuge. Uh, and when I say that, it's you know we you, I'm sure they can still go to doctor's appointment use the telehealth. To do something, go online if you're chatting, develop cold words or a cold action with with the house, like hang a a towel outside the window or when this light is on that means trouble, call the police, but it also leaves an obligation on the neighbors, right? Mm. I, I think we're at a time now that we can't, even though we're in quarantine, we can't be siloed. We have to have a, we have a responsibility to understand that there's other people in our world. And just because something is not directly affecting you, um, there's something around you that you can affect. Um, and I say that to say, if you don't see your neighbor, if you see bruises, don't be afraid to ask a question or, you know, I, I, you just, you can't be afraid. And more importantly, but don't, but don't go in and, and force the victim. Don't don't force them and say, you gotta leave you because I, I had that you can't force somebody to go where they're not ready. It's a psychological abuse too, because you believe that you're less, that you're, you're not enough, that you're, you're insufficient and that, you know, you deserve this life. Your, your thinking gets warped, right? So just be a support. Um, And for a victim, just find creative ways to try and find help. Um, It's terrible that this, that this group of people have been forgotten. And even if you, we can even go to abuse, the child abuse, because now you're in the close proximity and then you have contributing factors of, yeah. you know, no income, less income, um, alcohol use, drug abuse. And, and you get all that in one area and yeah. it's, 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 the cases have exploded, but I'm not more concerned about the reporting. I'm, I'm more concerned about the ones that haven't been able to do that. Mm. Um, so I don't even think that the the statistics are accurate as the lines have gone up because I, I really believe that there's there's a, there's many women and men that cannot find refuge or find a way to contact because they're so watched and they're so monitored or, mm. or they're not allowed to leave the house. So there's
0: mm-hmm.
1: those that's that's the that's a concern for me. There's no there's no way out. So it's just be innovative for the victim and for neighbors just to have more awareness
0: of what's happening around you hmm. yeah almost like working as a community getting back to the sense of a of a community again as, yes. as tough as it is to think about but um i know you're in new york as well where it's like community
1: <laughs> It is, and it's, it's so nice to see that you know i see families walking together i yeah. see I, I see so many different things and, and the exercises and I haven't seen this in years. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this was what twenty twenty was. It was like to to break us down from this, this pace. Yeah. This is what really matters. Mm-hmm. I have a neighbor that decides is not deciding not to go back to work because he realizes that he missed his son growing up. He doesn't even know what he likes the best. And, oh, wow. so, and I thought that is awesome. And so yeah. he pivoted to make sure he spends time with his family. I just have to say that because I, was, I thought that was awesome. It's just opened up so many um, so many eyes that were blinded with work, 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 work.
0: I agree. What does creating look like for you now?
1: Um, what it, What does it look like? Um, when, when I'm alone in my thoughts, my thoughts to paper, paper to action. So when I'm thinking of somebody, thinking of something, I try and write it down, I formulate it, and then I create an action. Um, I've always used this verse, um, uh, this quote, I don't know who says it, um, a thought is a dream asking for permission to live. Mm, and i wow. and, and i use that and i just like i always use it because i think that's so powerful because wow. we're not just given thoughts just so that they just pass through mm-hmm. a thought is a dream asking for permission to live mm. so i put it into action put it to paper and then i put it into action
0: and how how immediate do you try to put action to that to that thought or that dream
1: see i i don't rush it i don't really try to rush it because um uh, somebody asked me, "When am I going to make my next play?" I've made another one after, which or has opened, debuted last year. But I don't, I don't go from one thing to one thing. I I wait until there's everything I do has a similar purpose. Mm. Um, and if I'm just doing it to do it, um, I always try to find a need, and to fill the need. So that's why I just recently opened the this circle, um, because I've noticed that. Entrepreneurs and small business owners didn't know what to do in this time so I want to build a community support so um, I don't rush from this this or this but I, I I do when I create and it comes to fruition it's just like that that's in me I know it's not me because the greater is he that's in me that's I that I'm fulfilling and, and everything is just evolved into what he's already put inside of me so I I don't take credit at all I take credit for the execution of what was already put inside of me
0: yeah absolutely and you strike me as already a entrepreneur who has definitely followed your intuition right and so even starting out with the plays and then that led to the award shows and it's called
1: a woman's worth awards
0: a women's worth awards into the platform that you're now per- providing for the entrepreneurs. You're, you're in a flow, you found your flow and you found your rhythm and that's something that I definitely am passionate t- about talking about for entrepreneurs who have found that rhythm. How does that relate to maybe you're a musician as well, right? Yeah. Have you found any correlation between learning the instruments and, and creating, or is that just, is that something that's just natural to you?
1: No, no, I, I I think there is a correlation because I I name the business endless voice production for a reason because I I don't think voice is just what you what you speak it's it's when you dance when you paint when you do poetry art, art is in so many ways so that's why I said the voice is endless so it's mm. called endless voice production my voice has always been in music um, I've always written music uh, when I'm in a in a low place so it's always been my escape so when I hear music I hear I hear different things within what the notes are doing with each other like to me it's like it's a visual art is intentional and it's and it serves a purpose on all in all avenues any form so I love I love I love music and 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 lyrics I I think they're all interconnected
0: absolutely I love that it Art does have a purpose, and it, and it does speak. It really does speak to an audience, and it, and it moves them. And that's what it's supposed to do. That's why it was given to us. And, you know, it, it's a very powerful moment to be in. Um, thank you for that. So how important is it to control, I'm sorry, how important is it to take control of your own narrative?
1: Um, it's important for me to take control, but it's not important for me to convince people. Right. So I always try and stay to as authentic as I am. I, my integrity is very important to me. I don't have to think about what I say because I'm telling the truth. So that's important to me, Mm -hmm. but there's people that will always try and pin you on who you used to be Mm -hmm. and try and not give you the opportunity to, to become somebody else because they're, they're, they're used to you being the other person. I'm not trying to convince those people. I control my circle. I control what I intake. I control uh, what I do, and, and that's important to me. As long as I stay true to that, I'm not here to convince other people of who I am. I think my that my life will speak for itself.
0: Books you're reading now?
1: The book I uh, my favorite. My favorite and. Um, uh, my favorite uh, author is Yann Le and I see the book up there that helped me through my most difficult times. I think oh. it, it that's her book because the colors look the same. Um up at to the top, one day my soul opened up. And said, oh
0: yes, yes,
1: Yeah, I did that book and I did it, uh, and that really gave me. I, I it connected me with what I was feeling, so that was one of the self help books. But I'm I'm reading her book on forgiveness. I like, I went to one of her shows. And I'm reading right now her book on forgiveness. Um, it, it's it's she's she's just such a thought leader in 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 how she formulates her words to be mm-hmm. our art, uh, mm-hmm. how she carries herself as art. So that's one of my favorite um, authors, and that's what I'm reading right now.
0: What does legacy mean to you? Yeah.
1: Legacy. Uh, I, it, that's an interesting question because uh, I I created. Um, it's an acronym for me uh it, and it's called it's leaving everything to god and changing yourself and
0: wow did did, did you come up with that
1: i came up with that like <laughs> 20 years ago right yeah because um and it, and my husband uses it for his group his men's group he has a men's group called legacy so those are amazing
0: the, amazing so, so, so
1: that that word it means a lot to me and i, wow. and I look to leave a legacy um I work at a nine to five corporate job, which is mm-hmm. amazing. I love that. But my thing, my my purpose is to leave a legacy that continues after I'm gone to my mm-hmm. daughter and to my children and my children's children, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So legacy is very important to me. Mm,
0: I love that acronym.
1: Living everything to God and changing yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. What is your vision for the world?
1: Uh, call me a, um, uh, I, I, I peace. I, I, I think I just, I want, I want the world to have peace within themselves. Mm-hmm. I feel every day that every day I have to turn off the news. Yeah. There's something that will rally you in the, the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just want peace. I want peace and equality. The, the word that's floating around now is inclusion. I, I don't like the word inclusion" because it seems like a door is being opened for me to be there. Mm. I want equality for all people um, for, and, and for people to understand that everyone is human and just to, just and just to be in that piece.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, where can we find where can we find you on social media, a lot of the works that you have coming up? Um, can you just let us know?
1: Yeah, I sure can. I have my Cheryl Hatwood, my name Cheryl with an S, dot com. That will have all the information about my events coming up. I do have a new product line coming up called Truce, Um, and Truce is all about calling a truce with yourself and taking time back. So it's candles and my aromatherapy line. So that launches September fifteenth. I have um, Cheryl Hatwood on Facebook, Cheryl Hatwood on Instagram. I have Endless Voice Productions on Facebook, Endless Voice, Endless VP on um, Instagram. So you can find, if you look at my name, you can find me and my, my coordinates, and, and I can leave that for you to give your audience should they uh, call in to ask.
0: Absolutely. I will definitely put it in the show notes. I have one more question for you because I forgot about your line. What suggestion do you have to someone who is just thinking about these ideas, because you, sh- you also are an entrepreneur who is a doer, where you, it, it's no, it's no problem for you to just hesitate and to just release something. What is a suggestion that you might have for someone who is always just thinking and it's hard for them to actually release, or it's hard for them to just, just go ahead and do it? What, what suggestions do you have? If
1: everything, when you don't want to do something, is from a position of fear, right? So fear validates your excuses. And when you validate your excuse, you have every reason not to start. So I found a way. I use my faith. My faith is greater than my fear. And if I fail, I don't call them fa- I don't call them failure, I call them lessons. I just do something different. And I've always been able to find what I don't know. I always look for the answers or gravitate to somebody who knows more than I do or has been where I've been and just ask the questions. But you can't get anywhere with just sitting there and doing nothing. So if you want your dream to live, you have to put action behind it.
0: You have to put action behind it. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thomas, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. All right, so I hope that you enjoyed episode one of season one. Stay tuned for episode two airing this week. We cannot wait to hear your feedback. How did you like it? How did you feel? What did you think about it? Definitely let us know over on Instagram. Finding Rhythm Podcast. Share your thoughts. Share how you felt about the episode and all of that good stuff. I hope that you have a great day, and I'll see you next time.